Welcome to Stitch Panda Podcast, a podcast created to share insight, opinions, tips, and advice in the world of fashion, style, sewing, and creative business. I'm your host, Chelsea, fashion designer and owner of faith-based women's boutique Vine & Brand Collective. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stitch Panda Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea, and today's episode is about customizing patterns, and the importance of finding a sewing community. So I'm in a Facebook sewing group, and the one thing I love about the sewing community is how resourceful and supportive each other are. I've seen and participated in helping to resolve sewing dilemmas, such as bunching, gapping, machine difficulties, where to find supplies and fabrics. But one thing I admired most is pattern support. In my formal training, uh, there are people who excel in, in, in different areas, whether it's you know fashion illustration and rendering, um, computer CAD, uh, grading, you know, draping, all, all these different aspects that people can excel in. And then there's others who may struggle in those. And I feel that patterns is something that I enjoy. And I dive into that technical part of design a lot more than the um, artistic side. Not everyone who sews or designs has formal training. So being able to reach out to people to ask how to do this and how to do that and get so many interesting ways of how to achieve a desired result is amazing. There are so many different ways that you can be trained to do the same type of result but um, if you have limited resources, if you're home sewing versus you know industrial sewing, you can achieve the same results, whether it be with um, hand stitching methods or switching out different machine parts like the uh, feet of your sewing machine or using different types of um, you know structure, fabrics, interfacing, horse hair. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can do to achieve um, a, a similar result like uh, mushroom pleating, for example, or ruching. Most people think of designers as drawing or sketching a beautiful ensemble, but that's actually creative design or artistic design. The real magic happens with technical designers. I once had a professor say, you can draw anything you want without limitations, but when putting things together, you have to follow the physical law of reality. Basically, you can draw deep swooping curves and sharp angles and edges, but you can't actually create it 100% of the time. Or you can create as similarly to it as possible, but it won't be exactly the same because sometimes you just can't create it. It's unrealistic. It's just part of art. Technical designers bring functionality to the table. The three techniques to pattern making are pattern drafting, which is by measurement, pattern manipulation, which is by using existing patterns, and fabric draping, which is, you know, fun and challenging at the same time, but that's with actually taking the fabric up to a dress form or a body form or even a person and, and, and draping it around. At any given moment, photos with a question or how do I achieve this will occur in our group, and they do not play. Dozens of comments quickly follow with how to accomplish whatever that specific sewer or designer needed to do. 
Sometimes you need that support. You need the people behind you to help, especially if you don't have a formal training, you don't have um, books and resources, or sometimes even other um, designers that you have learned with to reach out to for a familiar, um, like a brushing up on how did, hey, how did we do this back when? So having a sewing group, uh, whether it's at a community center or building one on your own, or if it's um, one of those uh, uh, online companies where you're a part of their emailing list and that you can reach out to someone for questions or how I am a part of um, a Facebook group, something like that. So you have a community behind you to help you is, is, is great. And I suggest definitely finding your um, home sewers, your, you know, whoever you have to build a community around. I would suggest that for any designer or seamstress at any level, whether you're just beginning or if you've been doing this for a long time join a sewing community. Custom patterns is one of my favorite aspects of design. Send me a message if you want uh, for me to go into more of um, customizing patterns. So that means either taking existing patterns and changing it into being something that uh, you want it to look like a, a drawing or an image or an already made garment, like if you have a picture of it, or if um, you want to mix and match patterns. Because that's something, once I first started learning how to use pre-made patterns and how to read them, um, then I started learning how um, to mix and match patterns that might not have the same um, uh, measurements. They might not have the same notch marks in specific areas because they weren't made to go together, but you can still put them together with um, a little bit of manipulation. So um, let me know if you want uh, an episode about that because I can dive um, deeper into that specific area. If you're just starting out as a sewer or designer, I would start with pre-made patterns um, and learning how to read them because that will transfer on into a lot of different things that you do. Once you begin to go into more difficult things like draping, which don't have those marks that are necessary to sew a pattern together, you'll uh, already learn from a pre-existing pattern uh, how to um, or where you should recognize where things go, whether it be notches or your seam allowances or things that change. Once you uh, learn how to use a pre-existing pattern, then pattern manipulation or mixing and max matching different patterns together would be a next step from there because then you learn um, the importance of um, measurements, you know, to make sure um, ease, ease is very important, not only for how it fits on someone, but how um, when you're sewing things together, that ease, that little quarter of an inch that you put in, that little eighth of an inch that you put in can help when there's um, measurement errors. I would also suggest pattern making for fashion designers textbook or practical pattern making. These I feel are the easiest to follow and if you are beginning, um, it's something that you may want to go ahead and grab because when someone's trying to explain to you something like the, um, something that you're trying to do in a group, it may be hard to understand if you're not speaking with them on the phone or in person. A lot of times where I've personally learned is that I need to be shown something. It, it can make sense what you're saying. I can understand, oh, you know, from the pattern point of view, I can understand from a fabric point of view, but just sometimes the actual putting it together is 
where it, it just doesn't click. It doesn't come together. And I've even had that. I know a lot of people who, who've had those issues where they get to their finished product and it's just not right because of, you know, one, you know, little glitch that someone explained to them how to fix, but it was just, it just didn't work. Um, you sometimes have to see it being done. So if you're in one of these groups and someone's saying, um, I know a lot of times the term slash and spread comes up. So slash and spread is something that I learned um, during formal training. But when I was um, home sewing and when I was learning from my grandmother and when I was learning from a technical school when I was in high school, um, we, didn't, we didn't get those terms. So if you're telling, if someone's asking, how do I get more fullness in my sleeve or how do I get more fullness in my pants or how do I do this? And you're saying, oh, that's easy. Just do the slash and spread. You clip it. You clip the pattern here and there. You know, it makes, you know, good sense. But to, even to slash and spread, as simple as it is, there are rules that go to that too. You have to stop at specific points or it'll mess up the rest of your pattern or things won't fit properly. So if someone is going to give you those type of terms, if you're going to ask for help on specific things, then it's always good to have these type of books to go back to so that you can, um, you know, read up on exactly what they're telling you to do. They might tell, guide you in the right direction, but it's always good to keep educating yourself even further. For those of you familiar with Nancy Zimmerman, Z Zeman, Z Zyman, I think I'm saying her name totally wrong. But she was on public access um, television in New York and I think out here in, in Florida for a little while. But she's the Sewing with Nancy lady. Um, she has a, a book that's really easy to follow. It's called Pattern Fitting. It's an easy book to follow as well, especially because a lot of times, um, like I stated, I learned how to sew with my grandmother. I'm pretty sure that the reason I'm so familiar with Nancy is because she was always playing on the TV and my grandmother had learned from her as well. So she talks to you along the lines of people who've been doing this as crafters for a long time and then also people who are new beginning and, and how to dive into things. And she's, um, she's really awesome, especially when it comes to new equipment. No matter how good you are, I would always suggest to build a great reference library. There are a lot of times where I personally get stuck or I have friends or other professional networks that I um, am acquainted with that we get stuck on certain things and there's just so much information to always keep juggling all the time that sometimes it's great to go back to the basics. And when you're doing uh, your craft to a specific niche, if you're always working with you know, gowns and formal wear or if you're always doing ready to wear or if you're stuck more on the um, artistic side of it and then you sew at home or as special projects or if you're always on the technical side of things, then you're going to focus and keep in your front memory the things that you do on a daily basis and then you're going to forget things from years ago. You're going to forget things that you've probably done a million times before. So it's always good to go back um, to your library. I always keep all of my textbooks um, I always keep um, uh, reading materials that I've uh, acquired from other jobs of mine so that I can keep going back to those and referencing them just to, to, to be a refresher. But also, um, if I do reference to help someone, I would like to let them know where I got that information from. Or um, there's times where I've even lent out some of my books because it helped me so much. It's just like, here, this is the holy grail. Go ahead and take it. And if you're a new beginner, 
start learning bit by bit, start learning from the people around you and just keep collecting those resources because they always come back around and they're always going to be useful. And if you're someone who is um, more seasoned in the fashion industry, in the customs industry, in um, the garment industry in general, then um, most likely this is something that you have, it has been instilled in you as well to do. And if not, I would highly suggest to definitely do it because as you read through some of these books and flip through some of them, um, there's going to be some of those, oh yeah, moments like, hey, I remember that or, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that. So highly suggested, always keep a, a, a library of all your reference material. When it comes to custom designs, whether it be an actual finished product like a custom gown or a custom ensemble, or if it's just custom patterns, if you're just um, a pattern maker, there um, is there's a niche out there for those. So I don't know whether if you just do them for yourself, but always keep record of those. Um, always revisit. That's something that I've done um, for some of my past patterns that I've made. That from what's been instilled in me and what I've been taught over the years is that they're never perfect. There's always something that could have been better. And then as you revisit them, it may spark an idea of how you can change it to make it better or how you could change it to make it different and then you can have a whole new pattern altogether. I wanna dive more into the custom patterns and custom garment industry a little more and I think in a future episode I'll go ahead and do that to break it down. I feel like this is just more of a general conversation of it but the main focus here is to um, <clears throat> whether you're starting out, whether you're someone who's already been in the business, whether um, you've you know moved away from where you're normally at or from your schooling, find a sewing community find a design community, find like-minded people and brainstorm with them and, and hook up with them because that is going to be what pushes you forward as a designer, especially in the custom area. We're now at the end of our episode. If you liked our chat, go ahead and subscribe and favorite this podcast depending on which platform you're using so you know when the next one is available. If you're using Anchor, you have the option to leave a voice message, so please do. I would love to hear from you. And remember to share with others. Until next time, bye.